love you. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes. It's that special episode of the month yet again. Glad you're here with us on the couch because today we're talking yet another potato pick. The Yay, potato, potato pick. Welcome back. The so, tater threesome. The potato pick. What What is the potato pick, you may ask yourself? Well, for you out there, our couch potatoes, our listeners, if you would look, be so kind as to become a patron at patreon.com slash green and faceless, you too can vote upon the subject matter of our monthly potato pick episodes. That was very a very sterile yeah. delivery of what it is. But <laughs> I did it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> it was good. And that was delivered by the Faceless Leon, everybody. Yes. And this is a podcast about movies and TV. This one's about movies, though. And that's the, that's the, the the green traveler over there across the airwaves. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, so kind. I'm so happy to have y'all here. That's that's this beautiful episode of the day, people. It's it's a potato pick. The potato three, <laughs> the potato threesome, tater threesome. We had so many different fun alliterations <laughs> for these, and I don't remember any of them. French fry films. I remember that. French fry threesome. Wait, no. French fry flicks. French fry flicks. I think it was yeah. French fry flicks. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. That was a good one. Why don't we just go with that potato pick? It's a potato, potato pick. pick. And today's potato pick is a bit, I don't know if they want us to say other names. Yes. Should have yes, asked. Yes, they do. They, I did ask them. Okay, fabulous. They are lovely fans, um, Mike Hamilton and Don Callahan. <laughs> Maybe a relation. Thank you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and they they submitted a traveling threesome for us today, almost specifically motorcycle traveling. Uh, Green (laughs) book changed course on us. They're all they're all generally the same time period, though. They're just different parts of the world, I guess. Uh, One's in the same country, so as the other, and filmed at different times too. And we're uh, we're going to talk them in order, uh, in order of release date. Yeah. I mean, I guess up front we can. You, you've already seen the title. We're talking Easy Rider, uh, Motorcycle Diaries, and Green Book. The Green Book? Uh, I think it's just Green it? Book. Just Green yep, Book. Just Green, green yeah, Book. Just except for you scratch out just Green Book. Exactly. We are gonna talk. We're gonna talk Easy Rider first. Filmed all the way back and released in 1969. It's directed by Dennis Hopper. And it's written by Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda, who both also star in the film. <laughs> yes. It's also written by uh, Terry Southern as well. He he helped write it. A nice, easy ride into smuggling and the counterculture. Just all the good, good stuff that makes you say, yeah, this is the 60s. <laughs> yeah, drugs and acid. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Wyatt and Billy, who honestly, it took me to like the end of the movie to catch even Wyatt's name. They don't say their names very often. It's a very quiet film in regards to dialogue. Yeah, there's a lot of scenic shots and shit like that. And yeah. Just them riding along. But basically, what yeah. happens is they pull off this big job and now they're going to go and retire. Uh, I think they're heading towards Florida is the plan yeah something but like that it's a cross-country ride starting somewhere in like california or nevada or something and i recall gotcha. i recall billy uh played by dennis hopper uh, and Wyatt is peter fonda i recall billy saying now we get to retire in florida and then peter fonda is like we blew it billy we blew it and <laughs> that was like supposed to be the point of the movie but they they go across country and you know they meet all these different people first off they meet this commune who take them in let them eat their food and Wyatt kind of seems like he kind of is pretty satisfied with the the culture that they stumble upon here like they're working for themselves but Billy's like, let's get out of here. Then they meet Jack Nicholson's character, 
George. Yeah. Oh shit. George Hansen. A drunk lawyer. A drunk, <laughs> a drunk Southern lawyer. But he, he's not like so backwardsly conservative slash racist as his other Southern. I was going to say compatriots, but he's, he, he's, he's yeah. definitely trying he's a- to not be like them and he he's attracted to the idea of going cross country with them and he does for a while and that's a big good fun part of the movie honestly i i didn't know anything about the any of these films going in i mean i knew some about the green book i had seen motorcycle diaries but other than that yeah okay that's fair i I, i'd only seen shay that was the only thing i'd seen of of his right life uh so motorcycle diaries was a nice introduction too but Jack Nicholson appearing like when he when he when he showed up at first I heard yeah. his voice and I was like that sounds like Jack Nicholson yeah and then like the camera shows him and I'm just like that fucking is Jack Nicholson <laughs> like how old is this man <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it did kind of feel like out of nowhere like like he's definitely the biggest name for at least people our age that that they're gonna go in and and realizes in this movie. Peter Fonda, yeah. I feel like some people might know, but not really. Besides him being uh, Jane Fonda's nephew, I don't. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and that he was really yeah. into the counterculture movement. That's pretty much all I know about him. Well, it surprised me because, like, I was when I look, trying to look into uh, Jack Nicholson's part in this film, he had apparently. Uh, written and directed a movie, a sister film, basically to this, like that came out earlier. I don't remember its name, sadly. I'm I'm very bad at research and shit. <laughs> but yeah, it, it just surprised me. It was just like there's so much more to Jack Nicholson's filmography that it's just I feel bad that I didn't know was there. Like I only know him from probably the like mid 70s on. I guess like yeah. I, I just kind of thought that's where it all started, but no, way back, way well, way back. Only only a few more years, but still. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Just a nice yeah, surprise. I don't know uh, what he did before this, but yeah, this is definitely the earliest thing I've seen. Yeah, it, it's just a nice enjoyment that I was not expecting. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I gotta say all around uh, that I enjoyed the ride of this movie, but oh yeah, this one out of all of them, out of the three movies that they suggested, feels the most mm-hmm. like it is just a ride like like there's there's I definitely that was a great thing <laughs> yeah there's definitely some like themes and some messages they're trying to get across mm. but it really is about the journey and the other two movies are but there is yeah there's definitely a little bit uh, the the tail the scale between like just showing and making sure that the audience knows what you're trying to get across is tipped towards right. like giving you a little bit more food, uh, spoon fed in the other two movies. Not that it's a bad thing, but uh, you know, yeah. I feel like it's a little clearer what they are trying to do with the other two movies than with Easy Rider. Yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. I, I think you're 100. percent I think I'm at 100% in agreement with you. Uh, it's it's just <laughs> because it's it's I don't know that that's my, that was my takeaway from it because I watched Easy Rider and I was just riveted. Yeah, I was like in every single scene because like as you said they're not spoon feeding me. I was just like this is so wonderful. Like the the cinematography is beautiful. Laszlo Kovacs, I believe is how you would say his name. Uh, the he was the cinematographer. Like great landscaping yeah, shots. Like really. Yeah, you really, you know, you really got a good taste of America on the road, and it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and you know, the actors actors were clearly having a good time just riding by like motorcycles down the road. They were also using the actual drugs too. Whenever they whenever they mentioned oh, yeah. a specific drug, they actually use that drug in the film. Even the acid scene. Yeah, I mean, it's a counterculture. It was a it was a right. it was a, a landmark counterculture film. You know, it's it was. It's about that message, and I don't know. I really enjoyed it. It was just I liked it just being a ride. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy it. Uh, I I don't know. Like, there's so like you know, there's a lot of things that I uh, agree with with what the counterculture was trying to do at the time, but there is still 
a lot of like, uh, and Dennis Hopper kind of displays this pretty well with Billy. There's this machismo that's still going on that uh, I feel like kind of obstructed some of the things that they're trying to do. But, and, and there's definitely moments in this film where that becomes pretty prevalent. It's definitely his flaw. He's prideful for a, a hippie biker guy. <laughs> yeah. And it does him wrong in the end, man. It does him wrong in the end. Yeah, he does. I'll cut that out. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love it. Yeah, that it's... acid scene was kind of fucked up, man. That was fucking up. Yeah, yeah. There's a... I... Well, they also they also have this uh, that editing technique that leads the next scene in. Where it was like it was a little unnerving, where they would, they would like flash the first like shot of the next scene, yeah, and then cut back to the last shot of the last scene, and then do that a couple times before that scene, uh, before the next scene just right. went on, right? And with the, the first few times they did that, I thought my uh, PlayStation was fucking up because I was like, oh god, like the the very first time I was like, oh no, did I have like a playback issue or something? And then it did it for the next scene. I was like, okay. I don't get, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it was, it was an interesting edit. But as it went on, I, I is another captivating thing where it's just yeah. like it just seemed like connecting the connecting the whole journey together. It was, it was, it was interesting. It I was it. very interesting. It, it felt like Peter Fonda was having a moment whenever it was happening. Yeah, uh, which was yeah. pretty cool. Uh, yeah, because it wasn't every scene. It was just it was. Uh, yeah, it, I think you're right. Yeah, it was just like a Peter. So maybe there's a message there that I'm maybe I don't know I haven't looked into. He seems to have some insight, at least the power of insight to a greater degree than Billy does, because he just like when they go and make some decisions, he's like, I don't know about this, and he's just he's yeah. always so fucking calm. Like I don't know if to like to attribute <laughs> it to acting skill or or not. Like his character is just so fucking calm. Uh, yeah, I think he's he like, even gets He just seemed perpetually stoned. Oh, he—they are always stoned. That's true. Yeah, well, but that's that. Yeah, that's how I took it. Was like he was just so calm because he was so stoned all the time that he was just like, yeah, yeah, yep. That's that's the road. <laughs> you know, we just had an accident, but that's fine. We're just gonna pick our bags up and kick it off. And it's just like, all right. <laughs> uh, it just reminds me of the time, uh, the part in the movie where they're teaching. Jack Nicholson, uh, how to how to smoke a J, and that that was pretty yeah. funny. Uh, he's like, well, yeah. I don't think this does. Oh, he also has a southern accent in this movie, which was really weird for me. But he did a, I mean, he did a fantastic job. I mean, he always does. And, and like, it's strange because you know you see some of his more recent stuff, and like, it's good, but he's being Jack Nicholson. And this is before he yeah. was that persona. So he like, he's just, he was just so good. Like anytime yeah. I saw him in a movie where he was younger, I was like, holy fucking shit. No wonder you're the still the man. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Uh, but that fucking scene was hilarious when they're, when he was, it was the first time he was getting high and they were trying to convince him to stop drinking too, which was nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they were yeah, yeah, they because they were using that to help him stop drinking. Mm-hmm. They were using marijuana because they were just like, yeah, he didn't want to smoke it because it's like it leads to worse things, man. It's a gateway drug, and it's like, no, it's not. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's just like, take a hit. You won't want your your beer. You know, you can pour that out. And this was just gonna relax you. And, you know, they, he's an alcoholic, and it, which basically just means he's an addict. Mm-hmm. So he's like. All right, yeah, I will try your devil's lettuce. <laughs> uh, it's it is a very funny scene, and I really enjoyed this film. It's just so chill, so relaxed, yeah, except for when uh, it's fucking not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there there are there, some great moments where it's not. So this movie is so as much as this movie is about the journey, it is also about hatred and fear, and um, yeah. There is a a good deal of violence. There's really only like maybe three or four scenes of it, but it's pretty, pretty bad. Uh, Like, I don't know. Like they do it fast. They come in, they do it fast and then it's done, but it's still like, oh shit. Like 
Yeah. Why, why would you want to do that to people? And it's because like that George is the one who puts it into words. It's because they're afraid of people who are free because it shows them that they are not free despite their ideals. And I thought, amen, really brother. Uh, so there was like some really good things that they were trying to say with this film while also just making it seem pretty laid back and it's about getting to point A to point B. I gotta tell you that ending. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to spoil it the ending, but blew you away, would you say? It blew me away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a good ending. Mm-hmm. It really is. I, I, I wasn't expecting that either because it when when the ending happens and the credits roll, I was like, oh, that's it? <laughs> yeah. Because it's very abrupt. It's a it very is, abrupt end. It is a very it is very abrupt, but I don't think that it is um, out of left field because no. it, it is kind of built up in the movie. Uh, it, like you yeah. said, it, this movie's pretty laid back, but there, there's some pretty tragic things that happen to Billy and Wyatt. And after yeah. one thing particular happens and they're still in the South, you're you're still expecting it to happen at some point. Right. The event you're talking about too, like the, the big one that yeah. happens when they're in the South, that is – it's such a sad moment because there's basically nothing they can do about it. No. Like they're just – they're out on the road with no place to – to call home basically they're just you know they're just travelers and so you know there's no one to go to about this no way to solve this issue it's it's just devastating i i really again another thing i just was not expecting to happen that just kind of rocked me with this film yeah, like fair enough i mean i'm ready for closing statements if yeah, you let's are. do it like i i give it three and a half stars it's it's a very just captivating film like i was just deeply glued to this whole movie and the uh, the performances, you know, as you said, uh, Peter Fonda, very stoic, very calm. And it, I don't know if it's him acting or the actor yeah. just being high or like, I want to say it's him acting because it, it, was just, it was really great for the moment. Yeah. Great for the moment, especially when they're on the road and you just got like get a little hint of a smile as he's driving past the camera. He's like, oh, shit. The funny shit they were doing on the bikes uh, with, with yeah. George. <laughs> That's good. That was good stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, it's it's. You just know they had a lot of fun filming this, and, and it definitely carries into the the message of the film, too. I mean, Jack Nicholson's amazing. Like, oh, yeah. As much as I love Dennis Hopper and uh, Peter Fonda, like Jack Nicholson, maybe it's just because I'm more familiar with his work, but I, I thought he was the best part of this I, film. I do think he, he, was he was my favorite character in the film, too. And that, that could be a bias yeah. of being able to see him in our childhood. Because the other two guys, you know, they just weren't really in that many things yeah uh i'd say my most experience with uh jack nicholson is anger management though (laughs) (laughs) Uh, mine was probably tim burton's joker oh yeah yeah i did or or the shining or the shining the first time i watched that i had really bad nightmares the one with the joker in it so my mom would let me watch any other batman movie besides that one Dude, he's a he's a great Joker. Like he is. He, he's pretty terrifying. I think it was the part with uh, his girlfriend when they find her and she's all gassed up and they like reveal her face. That's the part that really oh yeah scared me as a kid. That sent me over the edge. So closing statement about Easy <laughs> Secret Secret Review of Batman. <laughs> I'm not one to judge. Like, I was terrified by the mask. Like, with Jim Carrey, when the bad guy gets the mask, yeah, that, that, that shit scary. scared me as a kid. Yeah. I got nightmares from him going down the drain. Like, woof. Yeah, geez. Secret review of the mask. No judgment of your childhood fears. I think the dog The dog also scared me. When the dog puts the mask on, that was just fucking frightening to me <laughs> as a kid. I know it's supposed to be funny, but it wasn't funny as a kid. Like, I was like, no. 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 <laughs> Only Jim can do it. Only Jim. Only Jim. <laughs> uh, okay, so this movie, I, I, it definitely is a full face movie. I'm tempted to give it a face and a half, but there's there is something about there's just not very much 
dialogue, and I personally love dialogue. So for that reason, despite the great cinema, cinem, cinematography, I did find myself bored at some points. So it's fair, it, and it's an older movie, and I, you know, when I go in to watch an older movie, I expect the pacing to not be quite up to what I expect from a movie today. Because yeah. it just what they just took their time back then, yeah. and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just not attuned no, to it. At all. But I'm just going to keep it out of face. Uh, well, that's good. I'm I'm real happy for it. For it. Good job, Easy Writer. <laughs> good job, Easy it's, Writer. I don't know. I'm I'm the kind of I'm the kind of guy that like if if your film doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but it's able to still tell the story, I'm eating that shit up. I love that shit. I mean, I like good dialogue too. Like if you can make dialogue really good, it's not stale. I'm I'm terrible at dialogue, so it's really hard. But I'll watch a western that goes for like thirty minutes with no words whatsoever. I'll I'll just watch that. I love that kind of stuff. It, yeah, as long as it keeps me in it, I'm good. But at, and 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 there was not really a point where I was like super checked out or anything. It was just yeah. like it was getting close, and then they would do something, and I'm like, okay, good. Uh, I guess it's also something something for me that you know it's it's, it's shot on film. And I, I just really love landscape cinematography on film. Like, it's so nice. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nice. still great in today's, like, digital camera age. Like, it's, you can still capture beautiful shots. Like, the guy who did The Revenant, Lord knows he has captured some beautiful fucking cinematography on digital camera. Like, he does an amazing job. But American landscape on film is just a nice thing for my past it's a good yeah yeah it's a nostalgic nostalgic even when you're actually looking at italy it's great (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on (laughs) let's move on to the motorcycle diaries as i said earlier this is about che Guevara. Guerrera? Uh, or is it Guevara? It's Guevara. oh i i Guevara. the the v's are closer to b's and a lot of Spanish accents, but I don't know how to say it that yeah. way. But he goes by his given name Ernesto because this is when he's a younger man. Yeah, and it's it's based off his writings when he was driving his motorcycle with his best friend. Uh, what's his best friend's name? I didn't uh, write that down. Alberto Granada. Uh, he's played by Rodrigo de la Serna, who right. might be related to Che because his full name is Ernesto Guevara de la Serna. Oh, man. Yeah, but the guy playing Che is Gael Garcia Bernal. It's hilarious. It's like fate almost because I know I've seen films with uh, Gael Garcia Bernal yeah. before. Like, he, he's definitely been in my past and I've, I've seen other mm-hmm. films by him. But, like, I wasn't registering actors when I had watched those films. Right. So, like, I didn't, you know, when when I saw old just last weekend m night Shyamalan's old with gail garcia bernal in it <laughs> i was like wow I, this is a really good actor i really like him i wonder if i've seen him in other stuff before i can't remember his face but whatever and then i watched motorcycle diaries the very next day and i'm like oh, oh. there he is <laughs> yeah i did i wanted to say i i did to sarah i was like hey it's che <laughs> uh, which he does play che in other movies too like uh the fidel movie. yeah yeah uh, and that. I don't know if he's if he's in the the Che movie or not. No, I don't think so. But he is. Yeah, he is in that Castro movie, which we watched both this movie and the, the Fidel movie, even though it was in English, uh, in my Spanish class. Which her excuse was like it's it's the culture it's of that particular Latin America country. So important history. It's very possible that like a film like that was uh, shown in my classes, but I typically would take those days to go work in the work in the auditorium. And by uh-huh. work, I mean go to a go to an off room and play video games <laughs> because nobody cared about my education when I was in high school. Ah, <laughs> uh, he's doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> Back to back to the summary of Motorcycle Diaries. It's it's really is just Shay and his friend. Uh, crap! What was his friend's name? That was uh, the whole Alberto. point of the aside. Alberto. Him and Alberto. They go on a their their end destination is to get to a leper colony 
where they're going to work as, you know, they're going to learn as doctors. Uh, right. Ernesto is studying to be a doctor. He was like, well, I think one year from being able to go do his residency and yeah. they decided that they needed to go do this, <laughs> yeah, see the their, continent. Yeah, their last hurrah. They're going to go because they start. They start in Argentina and I believe they go south and they go all the way up Chile. Uh, gotcha. Which I, I believe they hit somewhere else before Chile. That I don't remember if it's outside of Argentina or not. But mm-hmm. uh, they go and visit. Oh, you're 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 doing the summary. But they visit his girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. The only reason Alberto is interested in going on the trip is why, and what he says at least. He obviously wants to see the country, but. The only reason he says is so he can sleep with a girl in each town along right. the way like that. He's, right. he's very interested in the flirting aspect of traveling. And Ernesto's really just interested in the traveling. He wants to, yeah. you know, and, and along the way, both of them meet people and, you know, they see the hardships of the, uh, like the, the rich and the poor, basically. Right. Yes. And, uh, and, and the, the big line between them is the indigenous people and the people with more Spanish heritage. Or European heritage. And, and you know, it, it's a lot about Ernesto discovering his political foundation, really. Right. He, he meets he meets all these people along the way. He sees all the hardships and all the you know, the freedom of some people and, you know, how, how other people are treated. Like, he, he just witnesses most of this uh, this country's just divide. Yeah, the, the, whole, the whole continent, yeah. Like, he, they, yeah, yeah, they discover like more and more hardship as each country they go into. And it's just, it's, you know, he, he just learns so much. And then they, they get to the the leper colony and that's like the, the whole third act, which is very entertaining. The leper colony is is great. Yeah, it's 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 funny because he, he doesn't believe, uh, he doesn't believe it's transmissible, that he, he believes it's not an infectious disease. And it's like, you're... It is, but it does take a lot of exposure. It's, but so it's, it's, it, it's, it's not contagious when treatable, or at the very least, that's what they. No, exactly. The yeah, the, the medical science was saying at the time. Yeah, but they, but they still like segregate the leper colony from the doctors and everything. Like the doctors are on mm. one side of the river, the colonies on the other side, and it's like. It, it's he he decides in this big moment where it's just like no I'm not gonna wear your gloves I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna separate myself from them and it's just I don't yeah I don't I'm not I I don't know that much about medicine uh, besides the fact that people with leprosy at least in uh, first world countries can live relatively normal lives nowadays yeah yeah <clears throat> another big uh, a big risk that. Ernesto takes in this whole trip, not just in the the end with the the leper colony, but in, throughout the entire trip, is uh, he has asthma, and it's very when it comes on, it comes on very strong. Right. Like he basically almost chokes to death in some scenes, and it's just another another level, another Guile. big bad that he has to overcome throughout the film. But yeah, whew, it, yeah. it makes some great scenes. Yeah, Gaio in those scenes is really good. He. He he must yeah. have somebody in his life that has it or something because he he really went for it and uh, man the yeah. prop too the his inhaler that old school inhaler that was pretty cool yeah that was nice um, I really like that yeah like it, at first I thought it was like uh, a way of taking drugs but then then in later you know they talk about him having asthma and I was like oh yeah wow <laughs> like <laughs> I never thought about it that was so cool. It is a pretty interesting uh, device. It's like, so, you know, like nowadays they have have it in a pressurized bottle that you push down and it, you know, goes out of the mouthpiece. This was just like yeah. a glass tube on a, like, enema bulb. And I, like, I don't know what he put in there, but I'd imagine he had to do it on the spot. Yeah. It, it literally looks like what you imagine... You know, people who would like be smoking crack or something. Yeah, <laughs> or so, like some it looks weird, like one of those like, pipes. Uh, like, yeah, strange street drug. That's what it looked like. I know what a crack pipe looks like, but it, it doesn't look like that. But it yeah. looks similar yeah. to that where you would expect, yeah, like an opioid. Some steampunk drugs. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I really just enjoy this whole film, too, because just like with uh, 
with Easy Rider, you know, you see the hardships of the the journey alongside the the journey itself. You know, you see a lot of the landscape of South America, and it's very beautiful. Also, uh, I wouldn't say that I actually like the cinematography more in Easy Rider than in uh, the Motorcycle Diaries, but it's still sure. great cinematography. Yeah. Uh, I sadly, I sadly did not write down the cinematographer on this one. I'm sorry, sir or ma'am. Uh, <laughs> you did a great job. But the, you see a lot of the hardships, like the tumbles, and I think this oh, film yeah. did the tumbles better than Easy Rider did. There's a lot of moments where you kind of just feel this bike falling. Because yeah, yeah. They're not well, like going they're, super so fast like an Easy Rider. It, they're sharing it. It's also like a smaller yeah. bike than either Billy or Wyatt have in that <laughs> movie, which we didn't talk about the bikes. Right, right. Okay, so like I, I, I honestly only vaguely remember what Billy's bike looked like. But Peter Fonda's bike yeah. was all American flag shit. It's like the most patriotic yeah. <laughs> bike you could ever have. And there was so many people like just being like, did you see that sissy's bike? All American flag yeah. now. And I was like, are you kidding me? That's like the exact opposite reaction I would expect from a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> but at different times. I like the bike, but th- yeah, their bike in this one is so tiny and they have so much crammed yeah. onto it. Like not only carrying themselves, but like packed onto the bike. And I, I mean, even at the beginning, they have a freaking puppy, which I hated that scene oh when they, gosh, when they, uh, yeah. they have a, and they have a small crash scene. Alberto was dog like, whimpering. why like, is there oh. a dog? <laughs> why is there a dog? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm all with Alberto on that one. I was like, why the fuck is there a dog? Like, yeah. oh, man, I know that, I know the dog wasn't in there when they actually fell down, but, or I hope it wasn't. But man, it, it it pissed me off when that happened. I found out there was a dog and it yeah. with him. I was like, "What's wrong?" Even though it's fictional, I was like, "What's wrong with you people?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't bring a dog with you in a backpack like oh that. Poor God. thing can't breathe on a bicycle. Jeez, yeah, come on, Che. Um, yeah, he was bringing it to Chichina, uh, his his girlfriend at the time, and uh, yeah, and the subplot with the girlfriend is interesting. So he, uh, she says, don't wait for me. And if you ever make it to a, no, no, she says that she doesn't want to wait for him because he's going to be gone for a long time. Yeah. And he convinces her to wait. And she's just like, don't take forever. In the meantime, she, she gives him this money and she just wants him to use it to buy a bathing suit in America if he ever makes it to America. In the whole movie, Alberto is trying to get this money from Ernesto. (laughs) And, oh my god, the ending of that subplot is so good. Like, yeah, because it, like, you know, Alberto gets so upset that the money is already gone, which that's a spoiler, but, you know, he's, he's upset. But what Che did with the money is such a Che thing to do with the money, you know? Right. So yeah. it, it's it's a very good endearing moment for Che, yeah. and then a very hilarious moment for Alberto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love I love his like his solution to the whole ordeal, where it's just like, all right, fine, if that's what you did, then I'm gonna go do this yes. with my one coin. Yeah. <laughs> He did a good job. He, the whole, yeah, yeah, the whole reason for it too. Oh, yeah. that's so funny. <laughs> well, there's definitely some good stuff in this movie. I think that. Uh, well, you know, I honestly not so sure what all to say without like giving away more anecdotes or anything like that. I thought it was a great movie. So this this movie I've had on my favorite list for quite some time. Like it really stuck with me when. We watched it in Spanish class for some reason. And I think it was because up to that point, I had the very American view that communism is is a bad word, you know, and Jay is a communist hero. That's that's what he is. But he is such a good person. And, and you know, the the tenets of socialism, by any means, I'm not I'm not about to get up in arms and force the world into socialism. Which basically, you know, I feel like is the, the, the rhetoric anyhow that you hear about communism. But I do think that it's important to stand up, let people know that we could work with these ideas. 
but I don't want to get too political. It's, yeah. it's a movie review show. I, <laughs> I will say without shame that I am pretty socialist. But what are you going to do? I live in America. <laughs> uh, this movie for me gets a face and a half. I really enjoy it. Like I said, it's stuck with me for a long time and it, it held up and great performances. It's one of the very few films that I w- is on my favorites list that you have to read the subtitles for. Well, if, if you only speak English like I do. Yeah, I, uh, I like it a lot. I say... I feel uh, the opposite with you at, on this as like with Easy Rider. This is the film for me that there are some moments where I'm just sure. bored. And it's not not because the film is boring. It's just because when they do their we're traveling, we're traveling, there's more of a story. And I'm just like, let's let's get back to the story. I don't I don't really want to just sit here with no dialogue for a long time when there is a yeah. story that's rolling along. But, but yeah, like him at his heart was a, a good human being. Like he wanted to do right by others. And it's very fun to watch that foundation develop in this film with some good cinematography and some great chemistry between the two leads, like Gail uh, Garcia Bernal and Rodrigo de la Serna. Yeah, great. They, they, they were great them together. Pair. They were they were so funny at yeah. times, and yeah, you you felt their friendship because like when you know whenever Ernesto is having an issue, whether it's asthma or he's uh, let's say swimming across a river for whatever reason, you feel Alberto's like concern for him. It's a very good uh, yeah. good chemistry between them. And I don't know if I've said so, but I, I give it three stars. It's a, it's a very enjoyable film. I learned yeah. a lot too. It was. Uh, I actually want to read I the motorcycle diaries. Apparently, some of the screenplay was also based off of uh, a book by Alberto uh, as well. He also he also makes an appearance. Yeah. The the yeah, real Alberto technically. They show him at the. I think at the very end they show because he's like ninety two yeah, or eighty two by the time the released, film yeah, came out. I, I think not, I think you're right with ninety. Yeah. I could be wrong because this movie was what two. Uh, it yeah. Was, 2004, 2004 and it was the 60s uh maybe 80s I, I don't know yeah it's 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 a lot of fun i really enjoy it and i definitely recommend it i mean again uh, we've shat on uh american education quite handsomely throughout this right. podcast already and i'm not afraid to do it again like uh, the the lessons outside of america that i learned were very right. brief like we, we we try to cover a lot and by trying to cover a lot we gave it very little time to all right. these big events and me being the person I am, I need the repetition right. to learn. And a lot, all those events sure. been gone. I hardly remember a lot of it. And so now I'm like, I'm I'm very interested in all of that. So now I'm trying to like go out and like pick it all up again. And like, but it's you know, I, again, I need repetition. I need to read a giant book on the Roman Republic to remember what what I loved <laughs> about the Roman my Roman childhood when I was so obsessed with that That's shit. That's pretty good stuff. So I, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's gonna it's I mean, gonna be a while. And, you know, a lot of people would say, "Oh, it's because you're an imperialist," and I'm like, no. It's because it's ancient history, man. <laughs> and like, yeah, okay, so. A lot of our history is taught through the lens that our culture is derived from Greco-Roman culture. And yeah. even though that is kind of a narrowed lens because it mixes in with Germanic culture and Scandinavian culture and even African culture. Anyhow, what I was trying to say is escaping me, but that's okay. <laughs> Oh, it still is. I mean, our our culture still is very much informed by the decisions that those those imperialist bastards made. <laughs> exactly, you're right. I, for me, the the love of Rome, like when I was a kid, it was just because it's like, oh, these people conquered yeah. so much. That's interesting. And it's not that as a good thing, but as a kid, I was just like, oh, wow. I'm really curious as right. to how they did that and what their yeah. culture was like. And I just like ate that shit up. Plus, I loved King Arthur. I mean, he wasn't technically right. Roman, but, you know. Right. right. <laughs> but like that's an, another thing. Like that ethos is slightly informed by the, 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 the events of history. And England wouldn't be what it is without it and that's honestly a pretty small chunk of english history but it, it still wouldn't be what yeah. it is without it 
and probably might have been less imperialistic. Yeah. That's if we're if we're gonna be honest, but who knows? That's a sh- that's a shoulda woulda coulda right yeah. there. Let us move on to our last film. I'll cut all of that. <laughs> let us move on. <laughs> but yes, let us rally on to the Green Book or Green Book, just, just Green, Green Book. Book. No, the cut out just just cut out just Are Green we? Book, directed by Peter Farelli, who. Uh, he also wrote it with Nick Vallelonga, oh, really? who is wow. uh, Tony the Lip's son. Yeah, Tony the Lip is the one of the characters played by Viggo Mortensen. But Peter Farelli, the director, also directed Dumb and Dumber with, uh, with his brother, <laughs> <laughs> like the OG one. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think okay, so. I think well, it was the OG okay, one. Well, that original movie is pretty funny. I'll, I'll give it that. Super yeah. Review. I I do I do remember enjoying it. I'm not a huge like Jim Carrey fan. I like more of his uh the the more serious stuff. Like there's one or two that we like. <laughs> I like the number 23, but only for its creativity. <laughs> the Eternal Spot the Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Dude, that's yeah, that's a great one. I really love that one. And and I like the Truman Show, oh, yes. which has a bit of comedy. That's, that's a so good you know, there's there's that's a classic. He he, he can be a golden actor, but uh, I don't know. Dumb and Dumber was kind of the the comedy I liked more as a kid, and as I got older, I was kind of just like, hey, I'll come back to this one. I just need a, a a good silly laugh, and it it's just it's hilarious that as long as I did my research right, it's <laughs> hilarious that Peter Farrelly directed Dumb and Dumber and Green Book. Like, yeah. you went from that to Oscar <laughs> award-winning Best Picture, which it is. Yeah, I don't remember what it beat out, but it, it won the Best Picture uh, Award. Well, I have to say, like, you know, it is a pretty good picture. It's it's Oscar bait. That's for darn sure. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> is that, like, you think no, that in a bad way? It's, it's good. No, it's it, it has some really good stuff. I I did enjoy it. Uh, it it took a really long time for me to get into it. So the 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 story is Don Shirley, Doc Shirley, also he is a musician, a pianist specifically, and uh, he is about to tour the South. That he is a uh, tour he wants to take, and he is looking for a driver. He is looking for somebody to assist him. With his gear, basically, I mean, he, he, Tony the Lip, again, played by Viggo Mortensen, and Doc Shirley is played by, Don Shirley is played by uh, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, both pretty good. Who I, I, I love Mahershala Ali. He's great. And and Viggo Mortensen, it, it honestly, is like yeah, almost unrecognizable. It's like, such it's, a good it's, character, it's, man. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. He's so, so he, good. He got really big for it. Yeah. I keep saying Tony the Lip, and it's not Tony the Lip. It's just it's Tony Lip. Tony Lip, I believe. <laughs> Tony Lip, and he because he got a lip. He talks. He is a he. He gabs. Yeah, I love it. But he he becomes the driver for Shirley. Tony starts out as he he is uh, ignorantly racist. Yeah. His wife, played by Linda Cardellini, there at the beginning of the film, she's having repairs done in the right. kitchen, and the repairmen are black and. Basically, all of Tony's family came over to the right. house because they just didn't trust right. him. And that was how his family was. That's how he was. Well, he did throw away the glasses that they used. Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, he didn't he, – he, I don't think he did that. Consciously? Yeah. It's like I saw them drink out of that and, you know, he just kind of did it on kind of instinct. Right. Well, I don't know. It, it didn't necessarily feel like hate. But it did feel like, like obviously that kind of thinking comes from hate. But uh, it, he felt yeah. that having them in his house was a dirty thing. That's what it, it seemed yeah. like. Yeah, it's he he definitely grows throughout the film. You know, that's so. This film had a lot of controversy about white saviorism because there's so much when they get to the south. There's so many scenes where it devolves into. You know, Shirley is being attacked or provoked or somebody's goading him and Viggo Morton, uh, Tony Lip comes in and it's just like, you know, I'm a big, big muscled white guy and I might have a gun. Don't fuck with right. us. You know, that, there's a lot of scenes that happen like that. And the director, Peter Frehley, he wanted to avoid, he knew about right. 
the, the possibility of yeah. white savior. Like, yeah, that, that trope uh, taking over this film. And he, he wanted to avoid that as much as he could. So he was constantly talking with the actors, with everybody on set, trying to ensure that them helping each other because Shirley definitely helps uh, Tony right. Lip grow as a person. Majorly. And Majorly. And so does, you know, so does uh, Vigo, uh, Tony Lip help. A doc, doc <laughs> I keep Shirley. wanting to switch between actor and name. Yeah, Shirley. He he he's wanting to help Doc Shirley. Uh, he helps him grow as a person as well. Like they both mutually help yeah. each other, and that is how the director says he avoided the white savior trope was that both characters mutually help each other. And you know that's it's arguable. It's a very kind of a gray area. I think there's still a lot of white savior sure. moments in this film. I, I can I can agree that, with that, but I do think it's tempered with Mahershala. Ali's uh, tempering of Tony to say, yeah. no, we have to be dignified because dignity always wins. And that's a, that was a big part of like the growth for Tony's character. So I, I, yeah. I, I, I'm kind of with Peter Ferrelli in the fact that they do help each other. Like it's not one sided, but also they're in the deep south. If Tony wasn't there, Don yeah. wouldn't have made it. I mean, so yes, yeah, sure. It is a trope. It is something that we're trying to get away from in in our media. But I don't see how the story would have worked without it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because especially because it's a true story. That's where some more controversy comes in too. Because. Uh... Apparently, Doc Shirley's family wasn't really contacted about the making well, of this film. A lot great. of it was made, <laughs> yeah, a lot of it was made without them knowing, I guess. And Mahershala Ali, he, he apologized to family because he he was a, of the opinion, I guess, that a lot of his Doc Shirley's family members weren't around anymore. Uh, uh, so he, that's what he had thought. That's I don't know if he was told that or what, but I, I you know, he definitely, as an actor, probably would have reached out to them. Right. If he had known about the like their, to get, their to get to willingness know to be the character, the 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 person, the exactly. real life person. Yeah. So I can't remember who in Doc Shirley's family said this, but he said that him and Tony really just had an employer employee relationship. Mm. That Doc Shirley would never have considered Tony a friend. Uh, there are interview recordings. With Doc Shirley, where he calls Tony a friend, though, like he does say that they had trust, that they were mutual, you know, that it was more than just an employee relationship. And so, you know, it's it's another one of those gray areas where it's just like, you know, I, I, the family could have just been very mad that they weren't, rightfully so, that they weren't contacted about this. And so they, you know, could have lashed out, but who knows it's i didn't do enough research into it to see if there sure. is more of a a decisive <laughs> decisive area in here but but the tony's son nick Vellalonga, he was part of the process so you you know you, you yeah. didn't have one half of this story involved and it's just it's kind of wrong that that's the other half wasn't shame. involved so yeah. that's yeah uh but you know his the, it being his son is like that's a a direct line of contact like the way that the end credits made it seem is that like and the ending of the movie is that you know tony would have him over for dinner and stuff yeah uh, and, which is really nice you know like i i kind of really like that narrative and i hope it's true uh and you know yeah. with nick being a part of the process i i do hope that it, it is uh and, but I do feel bad that th the main character's family just was not involved. That's that's saddening to me. Yeah. But <clears throat> I think that their relationship and the narrative in this is good. And I think it can be important if people lit it. Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know, just let's get past our differences and be friends. It's a, it's another great story with that, with that moral heart to it. And. I, I get why it won Best Picture. I kind of wish I had checked up what the other front runner, like what it was up against. But like it's halfway through this film, 
I wasn't understanding why it won Best Picture because I was like, I was not into it until they really got on the, like, further onto the road. Right. Once they started to touch upon each other and, like, actually a friendship started to develop, that's when I got involved. Yeah. But for the first half, I was like, everything just kind of felt, like, very just kind of mundane and, like, let's get it going. Sure. For the first, like, quarter of the half of this film. Mm. But once it got going, I was I was involved and I, I fucking loved it. Like, great chemistry and very enjoyable, but... Well, my internet was being a dick and a half when I was trying to watch it. So I had to watch it in like three <laughs> settings. And oh, man. so maybe because it was broken up like that, I didn't have a chance to get bored with it. Because like That's the beginning fair. is very intriguing. Like they, they set up like Tony's willingness to to do what needs to be done for whoever it is he's working for. Uh very well. Right. And uh, they also set up that Don Shirley is a very particular man and it shows how they're going to clash. And you know that Tony has these prejudices. I do want to mention, because I thought it was interesting, that the Italian characters uh, in Italian, I don't know what the word is and it probably is a slur, but it translates to eggplant. They're, they're what they use to reference for P, uh, uh, black people, oh, yeah. which I thought was really interesting, but I liked the ending line where his cousin or whatever says it again about Dr. Shirley and Tony's just like, hey, don't call him that. And his his cousin or brother or whatever is just like, well, okay. He's like, sure, I, I like that. I like the family. Yeah, I like the family atmosphere because like... Uh, I mean, it's it's probably not the greatest message, but like once they saw that he had accepted it, they're just like, "Yeah, make room for this man. Come on, yeah. like you know, it's it's like it's uh, was it Christmas? Yeah, it was yeah. Christmas." And they're just like, "Come on, it's Christmas. Get this man a plate." You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, I think they did a pretty good job at the beginning of showing that Tony has some like leeway over the family. He, he's got a lot of he respect. He got a lot of respect. <laughs> got a lot of respect uh but anyhow i i think that that was a good end to that because that like nobody's gonna nobody was gonna speak out against him right uh, especially over being accepting of someone and i thought that that was nice but it also is very much like is it realistic it's it's not it's another lucas situation yeah you know right where, where it's just like oh big guy just spoke up we gotta accept it which yeah. You know, it, it it provided a good laugh for this film's ending, but it, I don't know if it's a good message. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, well, I mean, t- to the fact that, like, hey, if somebody from another ethnicity or not is invited to your table, you should accept them and yeah. and have them at your table. I mean, it, it it's just how it should be. So, besides that, yeah. I, but I do understand what you're saying. Like, I think that. It might have been a little bit better if it was a little bit more realistic, like Tony brings him in and a couple people are like, oh, hell no. And then Tony's like, well, he's going to eat with us. If you don't like it, you can leave. I think that could have been more powerful. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, That that would also be putting Shirley in a pretty awkward position. It it just feels weird, awkward, you know, awkward to trek around. But they they did a good job at it. Like, I I think it's a... A very good film, still. Me too. With a with a good message. I I think the message is like people's hearts can change. Like uh, we yeah. wouldn't have had the civil rights movement if it if people's hearts couldn't change. You know. Uh, yeah. It, it wouldn't have been successful anyways, and and I believe that there was a yeah. lot of success. Could have been more successful. Could have been. There's obviously still <laughs> some problems that we're having. And I mean, in this, you know, this is still a timely film too. Like, as you said, we're still having those problems and those problems are still very relatable to things that we see in this film. And yeah, I'm just going to go into closing statements. Like I I, I gave this one a two and a half stars and that seems harsh. Uh, It's still a really good film, but I don't see myself going back to it a lot. Mm. And I don't see myself like. I've seen better films about this message and about the the issues being uh, that they're presenting, uh, but it's 
it's still a good film. Yeah. And like great acting from Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. Great. Their chemistry is wonderful. Yeah. I love Linda Cardellini and she's, you know, she's great she's for what movie. little parts she's in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like the, the journey's fun. The message is good. But overall, I don't know. It, it kind of gets lost in the fold for me. Sure. I, I feel like in a couple of more years, it's going to be one of those films that's like, oh, yeah, I, I did watch Green Green Book. I forgot about that. I I have to disagree. I think I will be coming back to it. Not only because I own the movie now, but, <laughs> but also because I really did enjoy Vigo and Mahershala. That they, they were great. They, I, they, yeah. they, their chemistry was awesome. And I really like how they showed that two people can change each other's hearts about the world, you know? Obviously, Tony was prejudice to start with and that kind of went away with you know some pretty like hard tough conversations he's, he had with with the doctor uh but also the the doctor had his own prejudices about tony like he thought he was an un- uneducated slob but you know he got to know him and he's a very lo- loyal person he, re- he realized yeah he realized he's an uneducated slob that's very loyal and honest <laughs> <laughs> God, him, him, him eating food yeah. in the car. There's so many scenes where he's like eating something, and I was just like, no, no, eyes on the road. I was, I was with Mahershala Ali. I'm like, put your eyes on the fucking road, yeah. man. Stop turning around with a chicken leg. Like, <laughs> I did get mad at him at the beginning when he ate the sandwich that was made for Doctor Shirley from his wife. Oh, I was yeah. like, that's real shitty, man. And then the man goes and yeah. helps you write love letters to your wife. I mean, come on. those were those moments were very nice too i I really enjoyed doc Shirley helping him with his relationship like well he didn't need help with his relationship but helping him reach his wife through words like because because tony's tony's not a writer he's not Mm. a he he doesn't know how to put put vivid thoughts into words yeah he he has a very rough style I, i i enjoyed that that was another another good representation of how uh doc shirley was changing his life i'm gonna give it uh just a face i was gonna give it a face and a half but honestly the fact that a dr shirley's family was not contacted and they are around to be contacted that is a little disappointing uh, very disappointing especially yeah. with how yeah. much money hollywood has to throw around i mean it right. wouldn't have taken somebody should have reached yeah, out it, somebody should have talked to them so that that's the only thing that kind of demures it for me because i i really enjoyed the movie and i thought the acting was great and it is a good message like you said it can kind of go into the white savory kind of feeling but i just feel like it's kind of impossible to tell this story without a little bit of that the honest truth is Dr. Shirley in the situations that he got he got himself into would not have made it out alive if somebody was there yeah. to, to convince these hateful awful people otherwise. But what but what wins of the of the of our potato threesome our potato pick which which is the victor for you? For me it's got to be the motorcycle diaries. I love that movie. Yeah. I don't know why. I, it's good. It's a good movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I have to choose Easy Rider. Like that, that, again, I was just riveted by that. That That's I was my, my eyes were glued throughout the whole film. It's only an hour and a half, too. Like, Is it? it That's what you got to do for me. me. Just keep it, keep it, keep it nice and short. It, it might have been like an hour 45, but like it, it wasn't more than two sure. hours. Like that was the reason I watched it first because I looked all of them up and I'm like, ooh, that's the, that's the, that's that's the, the smallest one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with you. I can get that done on a Friday night. <laughs> it was no doubt a good movie. That Great picks, yeah. Michael and Don. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you so much. We're going to do this again next month and the month after that. But the next time it comes around, it will be September. That's indeedly true. If you would like to join us for that, suggestions as of today are are done, but we will be still voting upon that between the 1st and the 7th. So come and join us. Yeah, hop on board for the next week. We'll see you back here next month with the next potato, potato pick, everybody. We sure will. So go check out patreon.com slash green and faceless. And I realize that that only gives you two days. So... You know, hop on board. 
Yeah. Hop on board and we'd love Hop to have board. you. Make that make that last second decision. Just do it. Just, Just jump do on it. it. Hard Just sell for right it. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let your let your heart be the guide, guys and gals and gentle folk all. Gentle folk all. Thank you. And uh Yeah, with with that, I have been the Green Traveler from Gwarf. And I am the faceless Leon. Thank you so much. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.